Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Janelle Jones, the founder and CEO of Janelle & Co., a boutique consulting agency that takes service-based brands to the next level with growth-based holistic marketing strategies. Hey, Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm excited. Ah, you're so welcome. Hey, can you share with us where your business is today and the kind of clients that you love to work with? I call my clients change makers, right? They're in industry disruptors. So they're politicians, they're real estate agents, but they're doing things a little bit different than everybody else. And so my business is at a point of growth. We're scaling and we're growing. We're constantly bringing clients in and we're loving it. Um, my business allows me to live anywhere in the world. And so I love what I do. Super stuff. So with, with your clients, where are they when, when they approach you? What stage are they? Um, typically, they have a business concept. They're making money in their business, but they don't have systems in place. Their branding is a little bit off. Uh-huh. Um, they don't have an exact key target audience. They're like, I can help everybody. And we all know that we can't help it. Oh, the, the curse of the business owner. <laughs> I can do everything for everyone. And it's great. You probably can. However, it's not very helpful, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So I help them hone in on their target audience. We work out their pain points. And then we start building out their branding and then doing their backend systems for them. Lovely. So where is where is your area of genius here? Where do you love to, to zero in on? Because there's a, there's a lot of moving parts to, to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the Janelle part of Janelle & Co. is the strategy, right? So I like looking overall at the business. This is the idea and then breaking it apart, working it backwards so that we can reach the goals that they want to achieve. The co part handles all of the implementation of that. Nice. So was there a version of Janelle & Co. which was just Janelle, which was you wore Mm -hmm. every single hat, doing every single job, probably loving it and hating it at the same time? Yeah, that Janelle was a virtual assistant and she was terrible at it, (laughs) to be honest. I love y'all clients that hired me. Thank you. Thank you. But I just really was not meant to be a virtual assistant for anybody because I am a boss. And so I would start coaching people and start doing their marketing. And Mm. that wasn't what they hired me for. They wanted like, I want you to manage my calendar. Well, that's not what I was meant to do. And so I realized that I needed to kind of up-level my business and then start hiring out for the tasks that I didn't want to do. Nice. So you you were always that bigger picture. This mm-hmm. you know, being a VA is like, it, it's cool. I can sort this, this, this rubbish stuff out. But there's someone out there that loves that stuff and lives for it. Mm-hmm. God love you. 
Yeah. Absolutely. But it wasn't yeah. for you. Exactly. exactly. So where was that for you? Where was that trigger point? Where did what happened and how did you become Janelle and Co? I think I was working for a client. She just kept getting frustrated with me. And um, she's like, no, this is not right. And she left me, she left me a testimonial. And I remember the testimony was like, Janelle is great at giving out tasks for other people to do. <laughs> but I was the one that was supposed to be doing the task, but I just kept hiring people to do the work that she gave me. But I would be up front uh-huh. and tell her, look, I'm hiring other people to do this because this is not my wheelhouse. Um, so that's when it p- hit me when she wrote that testimony, I was like, oh. She's right. I, I'm delegating these tasks. I should probably do this full time for people. Nice. Uh, one thing we talk an awful lot about on this podcast is alignment and fi- and removing that resistance from our work. So it sounded like you had um, when you started out, there was a lot of resistance. There wasn't much alignment with your personality, with where you were going, um, and you kind of shoehorned in what you should be doing at that time. So what was it like for you to find that alignment and really understand? yeah, shit, that's what I should be doing. There's there's my gift. Well, you kind of get a little bit scared, right? You're like, is this even possible to be able to start a business online, make this amount of money online? You don't have to go to a job because for all years we were being told that we had to go to a job to make $35, $50 an hour, you know? But then as a VA, you're like, oh, I can just charge this and tell people this is my rate and they'll pay it in a lump sum. Wow. So then it became, oh, but I'm not really enjoying this. So then I realized I had that epiphany and I said, okay, I can do this and do the things that I love to do and delegate and be a boss because I'm very bossy. I can boss people around and they'll still pay me for this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love this. This is perfect. Nice. One thing you just said there, is it even possible? Oh my gosh. The killer of dreams. Is it even possible? lead on to that is am I right person who am I to do this is that what was sort of going through your mind at that time yeah I dealt with a lot of self-sabotage because I was like who am I I don't have any expertise in this um who am I to do this for people who am I to tell other people that they could do this right I just started making up tasks and roles for people that they could do and then hire them on and started just you know, making the thing, make it happen. And Mm. I hate to use the words, fake it till you make it, make it, yeah, fake it till you make it. But that's a little bit of what I was doing because I didn't have the experience, but I knew what I wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think that that's a nuance of faking it till you make it with Mm -hmm. you. It was, it wasn't faking it. You were actually doing the fucking thing. You were actually plowing forward and then you're realizing, Hey, look, look at what I'm doing. I'm, I'm kind of already there. So (laughs) That next step for you to be able to be John Co, to be the business that you are today, it doesn't sound like it was a, a big step from a visual point of view, from, from what we see. Was it a big step for you personally? Um, no. In my head, I kept thinking that I was already doing this from the beginning. It wasn't until my fiance said to me, you just started this business, you know, you were doing something totally different a couple of years ago. And I, he said this to me recently and I was like, I feel like I should be doing more. And he said, no, you just started. This. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're right. It has only been a couple of years, but in my mind, it's been 10 years, but really I was the virtual assistant. I was doing web mm-hmm. design before that. So he was right. So no, it wasn't just a big aha for me. Mm-hmm. So you've had a, a natural sort of evolution as, as you've kind of gone through. 
Exactly. So talking about where your business has got to today, because now you know you you have the people around you to delegate. You you have the clients coming through that you're able to pick in and do the work that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So how is it? What is what's it like for you running this business and being the the boss that you uh, you always knew you you should be? Well, I enjoy it now, right? So before I didn't have team meetings. So I have a team, a weekly team meeting now. And I love talking to my team, coming on and updating on, on where the clients are, what each person needs to be doing, if they have any questions for me. We have a, a meeting every week and it's enjoyable for me. It also has allowed me to take on additional projects that I didn't have time for before. So what I would call hobby-based projects um, that I hope to monetize later on, I have time for that now. Oh, that's amazing. So tell me more about that. I want to hear about what <laughs> this shift in your business allowed you to be able to do. It's not just about more of the same and build, build, build and hustle, mm-hmm. hustle, hustle. Mm-hmm. It's freeing up your time, your, your 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 money and your energy to be able to do things that you that you want to do. So what are those things? Um, well, two different things. Um, in my past life, my first life, I was a writer. When I, you know, when you're a kid and you're trying to figure out what you want to do, yeah. So I was a writer, and so I've written several books, but they weren't my passion books. They were more business books for people that wanted to start a business. They go in line mm-hmm. with my business. But I'm working on a more of a passion book. It's about creating a work-life balance as a mom and an entrepreneur. So I'm working on that project. And then I'm also working on, I have a brand called Hustling Hotties. So I'm mm-hmm. working on creating a membership site for the Hustling Hotties brand, putting all my digital products that I've created all the over the years into a membership site under the Hustling Hotties brand. Ah, oh, awesome. So where is this, where's this year going to go for you? Because you've, you've got your, your business obviously building and growing. You've got your book and your hustling hotties you've got so many different things going on where is your focus right now my focus is on the hustling hotties building the hustling hotties out um i feel like my first business janelle and co is so automated right now i just need to pop in have my weekly calls with my team talk to my clients as needed they're running everything on the back end so i don't need to focus too much on that Mm -hmm. um it's a really good problem to have um so i am more focused on building out the hustling hotties membership site at this point Nice. Uh, what's that going to look like for you moving forward? What what kind of clients are you going to be looking for? What kind of volume are you going to be working with? You know, what's that look like? My goal is to work less, right? So Tim, um, Tim Ferriss was talking about the four hour work week. That's our pen, always our pinnacle goal, right? As entrepreneurs. So I want to get to that point and um, use my products to kind of have that passive income coming in so I can focus more on homeschooling my kids more and traveling. Ah, oh, super. Love that. So th- this journey from the, the hustling VA through to working that four hour working week and having the time for your for your kids. Personally, that's a massive journey. Personally, there's a lot of ups and downs. And we talk about the roller coaster world of being an entrepreneur. So let's talk about you for a minute and away from the business. How has your how's your journey been throughout this? What's what's your life been like? Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, last year I got deathly sick, um, because I was overworking myself in the business. I ended up in the hospital for several days, uh-huh. yep. um, kind of on my deathbed, um, very fun time. No, not really, but, um, it let me slow down a whole lot. Cause I was doing a way, it seems like I'm doing a lot now, but I was doing way more back then. 
So mm. I've slowed down a whole lot and it's allowed me to spend some more time with my kids. Um, I've been doing a little traveling around, which is my passion. And that's why I started writing the book because I wanted to use the lessons that I learned that caused me to burn out, caused me to get in the hospital. I wanted to help other mothers with that. Nice. What, looking back now, what were those, those telltale signs that you were like, I, in hindsight, it's a great thing, but I saw this coming now. Hmm. Um, I really hadn't thought about that. So I guess I started gaining weight. Um, I was all tired all the time. And my mind, I'm very highly intelligent and my mind just wasn't processing the way that it normally processed. So I mm. went to, I remember going to the drugstore and I bought some, some vitamins that were brain vitamins because I'm like, what is going on? I'm getting old. <laughs> but it was literally that I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, those were the, some of the signs that I had. Ah, and so your your solution to that was, hey, let, let's just mask the problem. Let's, let's throw supplements, pills, whatever I can, because here's here's the symptom. Let's just get rid of this and then keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, keep going. Don't just stop, you know. No, you can never stop. You've got to keep going. Here's a way that you can keep going. Take this vitamin and your brain will be okay and you'll just be able to keep processing. Yeah, I, I, we all know that that frame of mind. It's it's not a negative slant. It's not something that we we were we want to do to ourselves. But what? How did you justify to yourself to keep on going? Where, what what were those voices saying to you? Well, your kids got to eat, right? Um, they have a dad, of course, you know. But mom is always going to need to feel like she provides for her kids. So I have kids to take care of. I had a team that needed to get paid. Um, I had a business to run. There's no stopping when you have those things on your shoulders, right? Mm Because other people depend on you. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side of that is when you're in hospital, then things actually do fucking stop. Then it's like there is there is the the irony of the situation. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's definitely a lesson learned in life. Mm, Love that. So how have you been able to shift and change your life professionally and personally to be able to now you've been through that. Now you see that from an experiential point of view. Obviously, you're, you're writing a book to, to really explain this. And I, I love that you can get to share your, your experience so others may see those signs or, and not go through what you did. But how have you been able to make a shift, a measurable and, and permanent shift in your life? Um, well, I put in some boundaries in place. That was a big thing that I hadn't done, right? For my clients, they had my cell phone number. They were calling me on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my clients were best friends. All they, in their mind, were best friends. So they would call me on the phone. I had to, I had to get a different phone line. Like this is, and I turn off my phone. This is a work. It's only on business hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm spending more time with my kids. I'm not on the computer all the time. I'm actually closing the computer and not getting on it only on certain hours. Um, I'm also delegating more to my team. So as much as I was delegating, I had to give them the role and actually take my hands off of it because I know that I'm a perfectionist. So they would do work for me and I would go back and edit it myself and say, oh no, this is not right. And actually just go, just give me the file. I'll just make the changes. (laughs) Oh, it's easier if I do it, right? Yeah, of course it is. Oh my gosh. So now, no, it is what it is. I let it go. And I sometimes they're like, can you give me feedback? I'm like, I just, I'm letting it go at this point. I'm like, it's great. I'm, no, because then I'll give too much feedback. <laughs> yeah, like, mama wants this. Yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> yep. So that's, those are the things that I had to implement. 
But yeah, jokes aside, how how hard was that transition? Because it's not something you can just change and flip a switch overnight, is it? No, but it had to happen. When you mm-hmm. nearly die, your life changes. And I never understood when people say that. You know, you, you read books like I had a near-death experience. And it's like, what are they talking about? No, your whole mindset changes when you almost die. You're yeah. like, oh my God, what the hell? So I had to implement SOPs. I had to put them in place. I'm like, everything that you guys are creating right now, please make an SOP for it. Um, <laughs> It was, it, it was... It was hard to do, but it had to be done. So I didn't have mm-hmm. any other choice. Yeah, um, I'm going to disagree with you there because I, talking with so many people, we, we, of course, we have a choice. But even life-threatening things can not get in the way of, of facilitating change. Sometimes it's even going through that. It's like, yeah, it's fine. And we forget because I guess protection mechanism, our brain trying to keep us safe and whatever. The comfort zone is more of a pull than what could happen. And we have to train our brain to not look at all these big, bad threats else. We wouldn't do anything else. So from what you've experienced, and I love the fact that you've used this as leverage to be able to, yeah, well, of, of course, I've had this experience. I need to move forward. This is not always the response for life-threatening conditions. So, um, which is why it's beautiful to hear your story of how you would, you took us like, no, damn it, this is it. Things need to change. Yeah, no, I started even diving into rewiring my brain because our brains control everything, right? So, what what did I what was I seeing repetitively and all across all aspects of my life? that needed to change. And so I started working through all of that and Mm. fixing these things, because like you said before, what you do on one part of your brain is a part of your life is going to happen on another part. So I was like, okay, we need to just go ahead and do overhaul everything. So kids started getting chores around here. Like Uh (laughs) we started implementing it in all parts of my life. Seriously. Ah, love that. So what was it for you? Was it, was it mentors? Was it books? Was it podcasts? Was it um, friends around you? What were, what did you use? What tactics, what, what were the the things that supported you during that time? For me, it's books. I am a complete book nerd. I have, <laughs> it's horrible. I have so many books. So I use Audible. Um, I use, use it to the audio podcast, um, books and podcasts too. Um, mm. Anything that I can listen to while I'm working or while I'm driving, different things like that. I'm constantly listening to something at all times. Mm. Do you have any sort of go-to, what, what's your go-to book for that when you need inspiration or that when you need to get some more consistency with what you say you want but then you start to falter what is it for you um it's a book written by Oprah I'm about purpose can't Uh give you the exact title right now but the audiobook of that book is amazing um simply because she has the words from each person that spoke um on her um, show the Oprah Winfrey show and she's taken the clip and that's the audiobook so she's built the audiobook through the different clips so you hear different people's Barack Obama speaking you hear these people giving their advice on mm. the audiobook it's really amazing so yeah that's the book that that's my go-to I've listened to it probably five or six times in the past two years <laughs> love that what is it about that that speaks to you so much she's every time I listen to it I get something different so she's talking about how you have to live through your purpose right so so many times all of this stuff that we're going through is because we're not staying focused on our purpose so when I listen to the book I'm like oh that's right let me refocus on my purpose and let me not deviate and Mm. take on something else that is not specific to my purpose 
Yeah. But this is an ongoing task, right? It's not like you hit some oh, mindset. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, I am now fixed. This is continuous. Well, you heard me say I listened to it six times in the past two years. <laughs> so anytime I get off focus, I just press play and listen to it again. But I love what you also said about being able to see different things. So when you hear it again, you hear something else. There's a nuance. There's something that you didn't quite hear. Or maybe you weren't ready to hear it at that time. And now it drops in at the right time. And that is something beautiful about the coincidences that we we find, the people that are around the books that we continue to listen to. The messaging is there at the right time if, if we're ready to hear it, of course. 100%. I remember somebody told me to read the Celestine Prophecy some years ago, and I never listened to it. I wasn't ready to hear it. And then uh-huh. a couple of years ago, I played, I was listening to it on YouTube, and I was like, oh, this is life changing. But I wasn't ready back then to hear the message that the book had for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. So what? what takeaways, what advice do you have for people just a few steps behind you as they aim to build their agency, build their their purpose-driven business, um, who are finding themselves in in hustle, but not in a good way, because hustle has to mm. be there. We have to work, but find themselves maybe slightly drowning and not quite getting where they think they want to get to. Stop. Like, literally just stop. And take a second to write out everything that you think is on your mind. So I love doing a good brain dump. So Mm. dump everything out, make a list of everything that's on your brain and actually pick the task that I call it the MIT, most important task. Pick your most important task and only work on focus on that task until it's done to completion and then go from there. So if you do that, you'll be able to accomplish more, accomplish things better, and you'll be feel much more relaxed in your day. Love that. Beautiful. And then lastly, what's where's your focus going for this year? So what is the challenge that you're that you found yourself in that's maybe brand new that ah oh, that future Janelle will be able to give you some great advice on, but right now you're still in the weeds trying to look through it. Yeah, it's building out my team. So um I have a great team. They're wonderful. I just need there's something missing. Like I've been looking for like an online business manager or somebody to manage everything for me and to uh-huh. bring the pieces together. So I just want to be the brains of the operation. And I tell somebody, this is what I need done. And they break up the task and deviate the task to, to delegate the task to everybody. I haven't found that person yet. So it's like, can I clone myself? <laughs> I'm looking for the clone of Janelle. <laughs> nice. So, so what you're saying there from me and from what you said earlier, it sounds like it is the exact same challenge that you had when you first started trying to clone yourself to do these jobs. And and now you're just at a new level. You're a new high. It is the same challenge, the same problem, but it shows up with like a fake mustache and fake glasses on. It's like, (laughs) I'm different. It's like, no, this is the same thing. So if, if you can see those similarities, maybe you can start to pull from the experiences of the past to hold on. This isn't something completely different. There's some nuances that you already have the answers to. I guarantee you have the answers inside of you. Yes, I like that. Thank you. I never thought about it that way. But yeah, you're right. You're 100%. Now I've got to meditate on that and get the answer. Ooh, love that. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, hey, Janelle, thank you so much for for sharing your story, um, the the roller coaster that you've been on, and those little hints and tips and nuggets along the way. It's It's been so fascinating. Thank you so much for having me, Mark.
Oh, you're welcome. Now, if people want to find out a bit more about you and your business and also you know, find your book and the, your, your new hustle hotties, <laughs> where can they find everything about you? Um, so everything's going to be found on my website, JanelleAJones.com. Um, you can find um, sessions about, about me. You can find my podcast, all the information there. Or if you're interested in the Hustling Hotties brand, you can go to that website, HustlingHotties.com. Love that. Janelle, thank you so much again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Hmm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.